Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 24th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, Boris Johnson has accused the government of a politically motivated stitch-up and threatened to sue for giving extracts of his private prime ministerial diaries to police amid fresh claims that he broke lockdown rules. Meanwhile, South Wales police have referred themselves to the policing watchdog after CCTV footage emerged of a police van chasing two teens on an e-bike before a fatal crash that killed both of them and sparked riots in Cardiff. Meanwhile, uh, disgraced entertainer Rolf Harris has been secretly cremated after dying from cancer two weeks ago, aged 93. The time is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. What a lot to talk about today. Where do we even start? I had predicted this morning that a lot of the conversation would be, certainly after seven o'clock when we get those latest um, inflation figures, be about the cost of living. Ofgem are going to be releasing their energy price cap a day earlier, actually, than many had expected this week. It's going to be announced this morning. I say inflation figures, CPI, uh, out at 7am. This after the IMF has uh, upgraded, I know, amazing, upgraded the outlook for the UK economy. Um, and, you know, lots to talk about in terms of, you know, how we are paying our bills or not. But once again, we are embroiled, are we not, in Boris Gate, Party Gate, once again. And it's all on the front pages, an awful lot of them certainly, are about whether or not Boris Johnson broke lockdown rules. Now, this is a, a, a fresh set of allegations. Uh, we previously, of course, have had those allegations about breaching uh, the rules uh, in Number 10 Downing Street. Uh, however, this is about breaching the rules in Chequers. The allegation is that uh, Boris Johnson had friends and family visiting his uh, official country residence in Chequers during the COVID pandemic. Uh, by the way, as early as uh, as June, June 2020, so in the very first uh, lockdown, uh, when many people who perhaps later were a little bit more relaxed about the rules uh, certainly were still obeying the rules. He, though, has hit out what he called a bizarre and unacceptable set of new claims uh, and is uh, threatening to sue the government because the Cabinet Office, he says, were politically motivated in a stitch-up because they passed on 
the information they found in his prime ministerial diaries to the police without informing him. They've gone to uh, the Metropolitan Police in London and Thames Valley Police, the local police force uh, for uh, checkers. His lawyers said that all of the events that took place were lawful um, and, uh, and he did not break the law. Of course, the information also passed on to the Privileges Committee, of course, the Committee of MPs, uh, led by Harriet Harman, that is still investigating whether or not Boris Johnson deliberately misled the House of Commons when he denied any COVID uh, breaches or any parties had taken place that he was aware of or attended uh, during lockdown when he spoke to Parliament. So let's talk about all of this uh, with uh, my guest who's joining me all this morning, commentator Sam Armstrong. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. I think you and I are going to take a very different view on this. But before I get to you, I'm going to ask our audience the question I'm asking this morning. I'm fascinated to know what you think. Boris Johnson facing the police investigation over these fresh claims of breaking lockdown rules. Um, he says this is a politically motivated stitch up. Is he right? Are we in Suella Braverman territory? You know, this is just cabinet office lawyers going, ah, we've got him back to rights again. Here we go. Let's stitch him up so he can't ever come back as as a prime minister. Um, or should he be investigated? Is it is it fair? Did the cabinet office lawyers do the right thing? I want to know from you. Uh, do tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word Talk to eight seven treble two. Sam Armstrong. What's your answer to that question? Look, this is civil servants that never liked Boris Johnson in the first place, trawling back two years running their own Keystone Cops investigation into what he was doing. And I just think it fits a pattern. We saw Dominic Raab. We saw Suella Braverman. We saw uh, the head of the Equalities and Human Rights Commission this week. What do they all have in common? They are all right-wingers. They all have a problem with the civil service. They come up, they cook up these allegations, one after another, after another, after another, into these people. In the words of one recently deceased paedophile, can you tell what it is yet? It's a witch hunt. <laughs> God, that, I'm as tasteless as that was, I'm still going to laugh. Uh, you know, Rolf Harris dead, world of better place, is what I would say to that. Um, they say it's a witch hunt. Now, I think there is a very, very big difference uh, between some allegations against Dominic Raab, we know that an awful lot of the claims that were made against him were not upheld. Um, people who made claims were not even in the room with him, ever never worked with him. Uh, and frankly, a lot of the stuff that we saw in the newspapers ahead of uh, that bullying investigation into him was frankly a load of tosh. Uh, the Swella Bravman thing, you know, minister walks into office and says, oh, I've got a speeding fine. Does anyone know if I can get one of these one-on-one -on -one things? Can you have a look into it? I'm sorry, if, I, if people think that's a resigning offence, they're an idiot, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think exactly, I think most of us would probably have done the same thing. Shouldn't do anything wrong, anything illegal at all. Um, this, though, is different. Now, we know Boris Johnson broke lockdown rules. Um, people who think these, oh, these were minor rules, it didn't matter. People weren't allowed to see their family and friends even when they were dying and sick. People committed suicide. People have mental health problems. People's lives were ruined. Their businesses ruined, their, 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 their relationships, their marriages ruined. Um, for, for rules which Boris Johnson told us were absolutely vital, which we know he was breaking all along. Now... <laughs> The claim has always been from him. Oh, it was all I never lied to Parliament. It was all, you know, I, I was I was uh, I was acting legally at all times. I, I, I think that's an absolute big load of <clears throat> of, uh, of cobblers. Let's go with cobblers. Um, and um, and and I know, you know, there's an awful lot of stuff that you can say, well, well, well the police only find it for one thing. Yeah. Sue Gray pulled her punches on that research. The key thing about this is this wasn't lawyers looking for some more dodgy stuff. These were cabinet office lawyers. Who were, who were paid by taxpayers 
at Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister's instructions, to basically go through all of Boris Johnson's records as Prime Minister to prepare for him to attend the COVID inquiry, the investigation into decision-making around COVID and the policies that led to it. They, they are basically, to all intents and purposes, supposedly on Boris Johnson's side. They were legally required, or certainly under the, minister, under the code, the Civil Service Code required, having found evidence of criminal activity, and it was a criminal act to, to break COVID rules, that they were required to pass that on to the police. They've also passed it on to the Privileges Committee of MPs in the House of Commons as well in the last week as well. They... If they found evidence of wrongdoing and they are lawyers, they are required to pass that on. No, they're not. They're not required to pass it on. And if you go and tell your lawyer, if you get caught speeding and you go and tell your lawyer, oh, actually, no, two but they, years they're not ago, his personal lawyers. Well, that's right. But they're still under no obligation to shop him in. They're certainly under no obligation to shop him into the parliamentary committee. And this is the thing. These people, they say, the civil service say, we're on your side. Or they say, we're neutral. Then six months later, they go and get a job working for the leader of the opposition yeah. as his chief of staff. It's a joke. It's a farce. Now, I agree with you. The rules were stupid in the first place. Although, credit to Boris Johnson, the Matt Hancock text did, to some extent, demonstrate just, that he was pushing... Can, I, can, I, just, can I just say, I'm so fed up of this. The amount of Tories I hear saying this, defending Boris Johnson on the basis that oh well you know but he was pushed into this by you know by by uh, um, uh, witty and valance and 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 matt hancock and i mean you know he was the sodding prime minister it was his sodding decision and he chose to lock us down ruins people's lives ruin the economy ruin children's education stop families from seeing each other when they were dying people weren't able to get married people weren't able to have children because they weren't allowed to see each other because they weren't living in the same home as each other even though they'd been dating for two years and people weren't allowed to travel and see family abroad when they were dying what he did was evil i will never forgive him i will never forget and the idea that he was all pushed into it no he was a weak pathetic charlatan who did the country wrong just because everyone else was doing it in other parts of the world what isn't good enough for me i'm i'm never ever ever going to forgive this I, I i think what he did was criminal i think what the entire government did was criminal and when people say oh we can all move on from this or look he we oh, to or oh, to his credit he wasn't such a lockdown fanatic as was matt hancock that's just not good enough in a democracy it's not good enough what, do you know what, Sorry if I've woken you all up. <laughs> I still feel strongly about this. But what, do you know what, Julia? I'm fed up with powerful people telling me that they're not, they're not, they're not empowered to do anything. I am yeah. fed up. But the That's last true. years have been a record, one after another after another. Politicians that stand up to the blob and the civil service in this country, yeah. one after another after yeah. another, are taken down by malicious leaks that come after them. And then we've got the newspapers of this country, a lobby pack that's all desperate for the next scandal rather than reflecting on the big issues facing this country. This is true. That goes for them. And Pretty Patel tried to stand up to the Home Office. What happened to her? Boom, gone. Suella Braverman, boom, gone. Dominic Raab, well, she's boom, not. She's gone. not gone yet. I mean, she's ha she's hanging on. But I mean, but no, I, I look, I, I think it is possible to hold into your head at the same time that there is a politically motivated civil service and, and lawyers for the cabinet office and that they are absolutely trying to stitch up a Tory government and particularly Brexiteer ministers. They, I, you know, I did not hate Boris Johnson with a passion 
for for you know for Brexit. Obviously not. I was very pleased you helped deliver it, both with the government and with the Vote Leave campaign. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I do hate someone with a passion who didn't live up to any of the professed principles that he claimed to have had in terms of freedom and 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 and, and the like, in terms of what he did to us over the lockdown years. Um, I I despise and loathe hypocrisy in politicians. Will always expose it, whoever it is. It is possible to hold in your head at the same time that that Boris is a deeply flawed and uh, and 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 I would say morally corrupt man. Yeah, I, I mean the the man holds no. There is nothing that I think you could ever trust him on, whether you were married to him or voting for him or working in his government. Um, and you can also hold that that in his mind and also say this is also probably an attempt to stitch up. Does any of it matter now? That's the question. There are there are claims that he still thinks after making five million quid in in uh, in his speeches and appearances uh, since leaving office that he still harbours this Churchillian urge to return. I think that's the theory for me. Churchill came back. I can come back, and I can basically, you know, my reputation will be back uh, as I come back as another roaring success with another fantastic majority after Rishi Sunak loses the next election. Um, that he still harbours this urge to sort of a reincarnation. Um, and that this is an attempt to kill him off altogether. I mean, do, does it matter? I mean, it's you know, we we are we're two years on from the last claim of these these lockdown breaches in May 2021. Does any of it matter? Well, I, I don't think Rishi Sunak is feeling particularly sorry uh, for Boris. I think he's rather enjoying the fact that you know potential rival is is out of the way. I would compare and contrast the reaction between these breaches of lockdown rules to to something like politicians getting speeding tickets or like the security minister banned from driving for uh, being on the phone while he's mm. driving. Nobody ever turns around and says you broke the law. You've got to go for that. Mm. What is there's a slight difference there between tickets. Now I know in Boris's case, obviously he set the rules, but you've got home office ministers breaking rules that they themselves are in charge of enforcing and you know politicians but I really think unless there is a line drawn in the sand now and I mean now on the civil service being able to uh, a refer people to the police but why is it in the newspapers why is it in the newspapers? How does it get into the newspapers? Who's told them? Yeah. Uh, why is it in the Times first? The just, you know great newspaper but the civil service's favourite newspaper. Why is it there again? Uh I can hazard a guess, uh, but this country's run by politicians, supposedly, and not by the officials <laughs> yeah, that work for them. Is it anymore? Well, you can say something of a heated debate to start the show. I'd love to hear from you. Um, is Boris Johnson right? Is this a politically motivated stitch-up? Or should he be investigated? Maybe you just said, no, I just don't care. I cared at the time. I don't care now. He's gone. Lo- lockdown's over. And again, this is my worry. You know, if, if you think lockdowns are over forever and ever in our lifetime, I mean, good luck. Good luck for thinking that optimistically. I am much more cynical about this. Uh, but do get in touch. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word Talk to 87222. We will look at the front pages after this. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.